Hello and welcome to Hardcover Hose, a long-distance book club where two book lovers express their feelings on their book of the moment via podcast. I'm one half of your host, Sam Dixon. And I'm Sammy Scorsten. Together we have combed through book talk, combined our to-be-read lists, and now we intend to make our way through them one book at a time. We'd love for you to come along with us and join the discussion. Today is an extra special episode because we are joined by a friend of the podcast, Layla Murray. Layla is um, one of my best friends from way back in third grade, and we oh, we used to read books together in like <laughs> middle school. Um, we were obsessed with Cassandra Clare and her universe, the the Shadowhunter universe, and um, it's important to note Layla was always Team Jem, and I was Team Will, <laughs> and I think. That really says a lot about our personalities and <laughs> our sexualities as well. So, um, and this is why we are qualified to speak on the book for today, which is very exciting. It's um, Heartstopper by Alice Osman. Um, and just a forewarning for those of you listening, this is not a spoiler-free zone. We will be discussing this book in all of its glory, which of course includes revealing the ending. Alice Osman is an award-winning author, illustrator, and screenwriter, and was born in 1994 in Kent, England. Oh, cute. Okay. Um, <laughs> she has written four YA contemporary novels about teenage disasters, Solitaire, Radio Silence, I Was Born for This, and Loveless. She is the creator of LGBTQ plus YA romance webcomic Heartstopper, which is now published in a physical form by Hatchet Children's Group and... She is the writer, creator, and executive producer for the television adaptation of Heartstopper, which has been released on Netflix. Alice's first novel, Solitaire, was published when she was just 19. Her YA novels have been nominated for the YA Book Prize, the Inky Awards, the Carnegie Medal, and the Goodreads Choice Awards. Before we jump into discussing our own thoughts and feelings regarding these books, I'm going to go ahead and read through the blurb on the back of Volume 1 for the sake of contextualizing it. Quote, Charlie, a highly strung, openly gay overthinker, and Nick, a cheerful, soft-hearted rugby player, meet at a British all-boys grammar school. Friendship blooms quickly, but could there be something more? Dot, dot, dot. Charlie Spring is in year 10 at Truham Grammar School for Boys. The, uh, the past year hasn't been too great, but at least he's not being bullied anymore. Nick Nelson is in year 11 and on the school rugby team. He's heard a little about Charlie, the kid who was outed last year and bullied for a few months, but he's never had the opportunity to talk to him. They quickly become friends, and soon Charlie is falling hard for Nick, even though he doesn't think he has a chance but love works in surprising ways and sometimes good things are waiting just around the corner without for okay without any further ado let's get into it hi layla um, i didn't hello. let you say hi before i'm sorry <laughs> i bulldozed you i'm sorry okay <laughs> alice's intro is really important so it's understandable yeah um it occurred to me when Layla joined the call before Sammy did. I have not said a word to Layla in like six years. Oh, yeah, huh? <laughs> so we all went to high yeah. school together. We did. We all went to high school together. Layla Crazy. was at my house like once for something. I was. I don't even remember. Was, we were eating food. I think it was tacos. Yeah, it probably was. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you were there. I'm pretty sure. Sammy. Oh, was this? This was for your. Um, high school like little graduation party i think was it yeah oh, well your memory is better than mine i was I trying was... to think up a scenario in which layla would be at my house and you wouldn't <laughs> i know i think 
Layla and I were like spending the day together or had plans afterwards or something. And I was like, oh, I'm going to Sam's thing. Like, and then you said she could come. And I remember I was vegan at the time. And your dad was so sweet because he like it was like barbecuing things. And he went and got me veggie burgers. So that I could have veggie burgers. Yeah, I know. Good on him. I know, right? Wow, I feel like we just like unlocked a memory for Sammy. We, we did. I think, we did. No, no, no. That wasn't that. W- that has never been locked away. I think about that regularly, honestly. Really? Yes. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it was just such a like. I had never met your parents before. I don't yeah. think. And he was like, he just so wanted me. I don't. You must have told him I was vegan. Yeah. Obvi- I don't think he just knew in his bones <laughs> I was vegan. But he, I had never felt like so welcomed by like a new family before he was like oh i got you veggie and he like showed me the box he goes do you like these ones and i was like yeah yeah yeah, those are great yeah now you see where i get my hosting from yeah yeah sammy you do look vegan by the way sorry (laughs) what does that mean i think that's an insult (laughs) i don't think it is like one day my boss just brought me a vegan cookie and was like this is something i thought you'd like and i was like thank you so i don't know i'm taking it as a compliment Maybe it's the, I think it's like the crossover of looking queer mm. and like mm-hmm. queer and vegan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you're onto something there. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think there's a, it's nearly, that Venn diagram is nearly a circle, but not quite. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Thank you. Firing off today. <laughs> um, it's all so, the anxiety so, coursing so, through me. So, books. <laughs> yeah, back to the book. I so we decided to do Heartstopper, and then mm-hmm. because it came out on Netflix and everyone's what? Uh, this is our Pride just beginning of Pride Month episode. Oh, I right. forgot to put something in the beginning. Sorry. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. <laughs> yes. Um, we decided to do Heartstopper, and because it came out on Netflix and everyone was talking about it, and I was like, we should rearrange our plans for Pride Month and include Heartstopper. And um, I was going to wait to watch the show until <laughs> after I read them. And then I think I, I watched it all in one sitting. I sat mm-hmm. down and I watched every single episode all the way through. And As one like, does. Because I think I was just going to, I'm like, oh, just watch the first episode. It'll be fine. And then I'll read them. But um, no. And I just actually and i've had like a month to marinate on the show before i actually read the comics mm-hmm. and you only i loved it the one time i yes because i wanted to read them and then now i can watch them again oh my goodness i know layla on the other hand has indulged <laughs> Many I've, watched a times. Fi- I've watched it five times oh my god all the way through, <laughs> all the way through. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yes, that, that is that is almost a full day of my life spent watching. Yeah, <laughs> worth it, worth it. Honestly, I think that's worth it. I agree. They're short episodes. It's fine. Yeah. Oh yeah, hours. they're they're short. Is it really only four hours of watching time? Mm-hmm. I yeah. guess that makes sense. I watched them while I was working. Mm-hmm. Um, I read the uh the books first, mm-hmm. and I think my. I, I was like kind of looking for little differences and I think the one that I texted Sammy that I thought was the funniest was in the books when is the kid's name Harry who's like yeah the, bully? the asshole yeah when Harry starts to 
uh, be really mean to Charlie at the movie theater scene. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so what is your type then? Like, what about Zayn Malik? In the book, he says Layla- Zayn Malik. And then in the show, he says Harry Styles. Okay, this is I- funny because you, Sam, you sent me this from the comics. Yeah. Yeah. And then Layla read them a few days later. And she sent that too. To oh, me. hey. I literally sent a Snapchat. I was like, they changed it to Harry Styles. I don't know why. It was the first thing I noticed. I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> That's a difference. <laughs> and it really just goes to, I don't know when these were written or like that specifically was written. But I think it was like on the internet, at least a very like well-known Zayn Malik is just like beautiful. Yeah. But oh, then yeah. now it is very much more Harry Styles is the moment. So oh, like 100%. that um, switch makes sense. But it like that just it's like a reflection on the change of society I guess, <laughs> over the mm-hmm. years. It says volume one was originally published like indie published in 2018. Oh, OK. Yeah. So I sense. feel like I feel like that Ish. does make sense. But Harry Styles is the moment. Maybe. Wait, what if they had to, I don't know when they filmed, but what if they had to change it to Harry Styles because of the Zayn Malik Mm. domestic violence Yolanda Hadid scandal and they didn't want to say Zayn Malik's name? Maybe. This was probably filmed like a year ago, I'd say. I feel like that happened like around that time. I don't know. I I have the memory of a goldfish. You're asking the wrong person. Okay. Well, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you just had to unlock a memory about high school for me <laughs> true that is true um do we want to do trigger warning super quick? oh yes we should start off there before mm-hmm. we get distracted yes okay i guess i'm doing it trigger warnings being homophobia self-harm disordered eating um most obviously and then does anyone else have any uh, I guess like mental health issues and mm-hmm. mental health issues, bullying. Um, yeah, bullying. Yeah, I think that kind of hospitalization. Yeah, that covers it. I think. Yeah, it was a was a it was a deep um little little comic. Yeah, I was I was not expecting what it was. You know what was funny it was getting Snapchats from both of you of you crying over Hot Heartstopper. <laughs> As you were reading. I've cried so much because of this universe. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. I was like eating lunch while watching the like last couple of episodes. And I just remember like crying over my <laughs> lunch. <laughs> I, I, I want to talk about, I think first off, because like before I watched the show and read them. I saw the discourse kind of on TikTok. And I was very much on like. I think every gay person who watched <laughs> Heartstopper and made TikToks about it, like, ended up on my For You page. As they and, should. And I just want to talk about, like, the overall, like, conversation around it and how, like, beautiful, like, a happy gay and healthy, like, relationship looked in high school and how so many people were, like, it simultaneously makes me so happy and so sad because I never got that. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy for the people who are watching this and know that it's out there and won't accept really shitty relationships like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm also very sad for myself. And I don't know. So what, Layla, what do you think? I mean, like, I know no, this, this obviously 
really hit no, you. No, definitely. I feel like that really resonates in reflecting on, you know, what could have been mm-hmm. in high school. It was even, I think, maybe that's what Alice wanted to as well. Because there was a quote in the comics. Is that okay if I quote things? Of course. Yeah. Okay. When the two teachers are talking on the parish trip. Yes. Mm-hmm. And... He's one of them says, well, when you don't come to terms with your sexuality until your mid 20s, you tend to miss out on those gay, beautiful teenage experiences. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I feel like acknowledging it in the comics kind of says like, yes, this is, you know, Alice's target age demographic may be lower, but it's also that nod to the older generation who is reading on this and who is reflecting on their queer or lack thereof experiences in high school. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think also it was cool for it to be centered around a very positive relationship because mm-hmm. yes. some of us who did have cool queer experiences in high school were not positive relationships so mm-hmm. um i just i really like throughout the whole thing was like i'm glad that nick is the way nick is you mm-hmm. know nick Ugh, my nick heart nelson. my, my nick entire nelson. heart and soul <laughs> nicholas nelson <laughs> <laughs> I feel here for this world. Yeah, I mm-hmm. fully am just like, like there were things. I think I sent to Layla too. I'm like, I one of the first times I like, I think I like fully was sobbing over something. It was mm-hmm. so simple, but it was in on the Paris trip, and Nick, and like this is when he's kind of realizing Charlie's not really eating, mm-hmm. and Charlie didn't eat breakfast, and so Nick just packed him the croissant <laughs> for later. Mm-hmm. and it was just like oh just in case you're hungry later I'm gonna pack this and bring it with me for the day and He's so sweet I don't know I was just like I, I I think I'm very pessimistic now but I'm like oh a person like that doesn't actually exist like that that, <laughs> a that love level like of attentiveness no. attentiveness yeah and true like care for someone else mm-hmm. I don't know like it just like it feels kind of I like it was hard for me to read this and not be like, yeah, this is just fiction. Like that it's two <laughs> two men written by a woman. By a woman. By a woman. True. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But like I wanna believe that that type of love really exists and like is possible for everyone. Mm-hmm. In parentheses me. I don't know. See, I think reading this like gave me hope because I feel like I felt very, you know, pessimistic about love and relationships when I was not out because I was like, Mm -hmm. that's never going to happen for me. And now, like, being out and being comfortable with myself and my sexuality, it's like, yes, like, I I can kind of see a love like this. Like, hopefully, I hope for one. And I Mm -hmm. think it kind of does show, like, the beauty of queer relationships when you find that person and those friendships and everything so i'm taking a hopeful stance sammy i think i'm just like not far enough into my queer experience to have hope yet i think that's a that's a fair feeling like i don't know like i've layla i've watched you over like the last year with dating and like forming these new friend groups and everything and just like experiencing so much more i feel like you're kind of maybe able to see that like it that is possible but I feel like I'm I don't know like my friends like are I haven't made a lot of like new friends specifically like I haven't made a lot of queer new friends either I mean I haven't made like any new friends so like all my queer friends have just like 
were my friends from earlier on who have now come out mm-hmm. and stuff, but which has been amazing. Like, I love that for everybody. Um, but I think like you, especially over the last, like, you've just had so many new experiences. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, I feel like I'm very stuck in like, everything's the same. All the people are the same from high school. And so I'd li- I think I, I will be hopeful in the future, but I feel like I just haven't had the experiences kind of give me that hope. And this mm-hmm. just, so like this, reading this, it felt like very far out of my reach in like every way. Mm-hmm. So like, I kind of felt more on the sad side of like, I related to those, those like videos of people who were like, a love like this can exist. And I, for so many years, didn't think that sad for myself but like really happy you know so I related to that learn from my mistakes and utilize Layla's optimism yeah <laughs> yes. per- perfect combo <laughs> amazing I can I share for now mm-hmm. yeah as per mm-hmm. like moments that made me cry like Ooh. when I was first reading let's it, go was... let's do it hell yeah let's get into it um was when Definitely, I think I cried for the first time when Nick was Googling, like, am I gay? Yeah. How to tell if you're gay. Gay quizzes, things like that. I, was I just cried like, in the show at what that a point. Core, what a yeah. core moment in yeah. any queer's life. Exactly. Really, it's the BuzzFeed quiz, am yeah. I gay? <laughs> you, if like, you type those words into Google, I have some news for you. <laughs> if you're wondering, you If it's crossed your mind... <laughs> Yeah. yeah that was just one of those moments where I, I felt like this whole one it was very cute like everything was very cute obviously I love the art style also mm-hmm. I'm just so impressed by people who can be that consistent yeah oh my gosh I know the lead <laughs> right? the detail and everything oh every yes. scene oh my gosh the I, facial expressions yeah yeah. yeah and making it like you can very consistently tell that like that's the same character over and over mm-hmm. again. I can't do that for the life of me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you know the detail? Yeah. Did you guys um, like the casting in the show? Loved I did. it. I did. Loved it. Yeah, agree. I think my such only a good thing job. was I like I like Nick. I just felt like he was more blonde in the book. I don't know why. I know he's, like, blonde, but he's, I don't know. I felt like he was the perfect, like, pure himbo, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. golden yeah. energy. Like, I think the actor did such an amazing job being Nick oh Nelson. God. Oh, yeah. Like, that actor. All of the I, I facial expressions. Kit Connor. Yes. Kit Connor, yeah, right, Kit yes. Connor. Yeah. He is, at his core, Nick Nelson, I think. And it just... It was so beautiful to see. And, oh, his his smile. His smile. I don't know why. It was just so Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. They're so cute. They are so cute. <laughs> I will say that I'm a little disappointed that Charlie didn't have blue eyes. Because I feel like that was very... It got brought up quite a, a few times in the okay. mm-hmm. Yeah. He had, like, piercing blue eyes and dark curly hair. So I'm like, hmm, that is, like, you know, one thing that's a little different. Right. Yeah. I will say uh, I, I very much enjoyed watching how they made the show based off the comics. You know, like I liked the, I think Sammy and I were talking about this recently, but 
I liked that they dove more into the side character mm-hmm. plot lines. I thought that was really fun to see. Yeah, I agree. It was because it like it just became about like all of these variations of the LGBT community and mm-hmm. which was so fun and beautiful to watch and I you know what I was like kind of looking forward to in the comics because this scene was talked a lot about on TikTok about mm-hmm. from like from the show was when Nick was watching Tara and her girlfriend um Darcy and at mm-hmm. the party when they were dancing together and how like a lot of people were like Nick saw that and like Nick wanted that and he realized he could have that because obviously he was really wrestling with mm. do I come out like what are the implications of coming out and all of that and seeing them just so happy to be together and like mm-hmm. around their peers and yeah. like that that scene that slow motion scene of Nick watching them just like being truly being joyful together mm-hmm. yeah witnessing um, queer joy yes Mm -hmm. exactly what and so like i was like oh my god how is that going to be in the comics and that part wasn't in the comics Mm -hmm. and i mean i think it was still so like beautiful in the show but i was Mm -hmm. i remember that was like one scene that left such a mark on me when i watched it Mm -hmm. i was looking for it in the comics interesting nick and and tara still had that conversation though they had the conversation yeah Mm -hmm. at the party um Mm -hmm. yes because Darcy and Tara coming out wasn't in the comics. No, they right. were already out. Yeah, they were mm-hmm. already out. So that was definitely a, a plot that was substantiated in the in the TV show. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a big word. Wow. <laughs> we don't use those. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, not being like, what exactly does substantiated mean, right? <laughs> You're making me nervous. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh no now i'm feeling self-conscious no. no my favorite thing is when no don't my favorite thing is when one of us is trying to find that word that we're trying to think of and then we can't and then we spend like the next three minutes going okay what was i trying to say yeah <laughs> i love the oh I, I i was saying something and then my train of thought just literally left me and usually because it's like a really like roundabout way of me trying to say something and then i completely forget where i was trying to end up but anyway, it's it, it's it extra happens. funny when I'm listening back when I'm editing and I, I can I totally figure out what you were trying to say with oh. all the context. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Speaking of that scene in particular. OK. I feel like in the comics, Nick kind like he still struggled like the the quote i'm having a proper phone gay crisis was yes. in there you still felt <laughs> that but i feel like he kind of struggled less like i feel like in the comics he kind of knew from a start that he was very drawn towards charlie and they were mm-hmm. very outwardly affectionate and even all their friends and a lot of people in school kind of knew from the beginning where yeah. i feel like in the tv show they definitely kind of made him I don't know struggle if it's the right word, but yeah, like kind of go through that dilemma, mm-hmm. and, which I kind of enjoyed watching too. Wait, in the it show, was there was the girl too who had a crush on him. Yeah, they added oh, yeah, Imogen. Imogen. That was yeah. that was my one of questions for you guys. If what what did you think that Imogen added to the TV show? I, I think honestly, it, go ahead, go ahead. I think anyway. they added that layer of I can choose heterosexuality right now. 
should I choose mm. what might be easier and more mm-hmm. familiar, but might not be what like I'm feeling deep inside that I really, really want. Like, this is what my friends are encouraging me to do. This mm-hmm. is what <laughs> would be expected of me. And like, especially for him, because like he is bisexual. So he like, he could choose to kind of kind of push away that part of him who really liked Charlie if he wanted to and mm-hmm. try and force something like something with Imogen. So I, I really appreciated that because I was like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like it gave him an out almost to not come mm-hmm. out, I guess. <laughs> and That's interesting. he still chose Charlie. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting way to put it. I think like in the beginning watching the show, I was like, who is this? Like, why are we, why are we doing mm-hmm. this? And I like, didn't really, you know, like when she was talking to, uh, who's at the all girls school, Tara, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at the table in the lunchroom and she's like i'm an ally <laughs> oh, my like, oh my god like, do you want a gold star I don't yeah, know. And then, yeah and then they were trying to make her like the the whole oh is nick gonna go after her kind of premise and i was like oh i don't like this um mm-hmm. but i think after like what you just said kind of made me like the mm-hmm. use of her character more because i was kind of like oh i don't know i, I was really enjoying like i w- i thought it was gonna turn into like charlie getting hurt yeah but so i but i was happy to see that like uh that nick makes a decision and is honest with charlie about it and mm-hmm. is honest with her about it too because mm-hmm. i was like i'm I, really not going to be into this if they change like the emotional the way this is going. Yeah. maturity in these characters <laughs> Still yeah. true but, yeah i also feel like imogen added kind of a sense that it paralleled the relationship that Charlie had with Ben maybe a little bit too. And they maybe wanted to show that, you know, what Ben did. Because I think a a theme of the show and the comics too is never feeling like you have to come out. I think that really comes through Mm -hmm. in the comics. They have multiple conversations where you don't owe it to anybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that it shows that you don't have to be out, but that also doesn't mean that you can be a dick. (laughs) Yeah. So I think like Nick, how he dealt with Imogen compared to like how Ben dealt with being closeted really Mm. shows that difference. Wow. That's a really good point. That's massive. Mm -hmm. Wow. Big brain. And also, I also loved so Charlie being like being out and also being with Ben and also Nick, who were two people who at first at least didn't feel comfortable coming out. And how Nick was so supportive of that. And, like, yeah, I got outed, and I wouldn't want Charlie. that. Oh, sorry, Charlie. And mm-hmm. Charlie got outed, and he's like, I wouldn't want that for anybody. Mm-hmm. And really just goes to show, like, and I think it can be very complicated. And I've seen this a lot in other shows with, like, queer relationships where, like, the person who is out feels really uncomfortable being, like, kind of back in the closet with their significant other who doesn't feel comfortable being out, which is, like, I understand that, too, because it's, like, that can be really traumatizing to, like, kind of keep it a secret again. But it also... I don't know. I I loved Charlie's just understanding and patience with that, too. Oh, yeah. And, like, just very... Mm -hmm. Gen- it didn't it was like encouragement but it was also like this is completely your decision and mm. yeah i don't know like i, I think of um it was, what's the one with may martin the netflix show feel good 
feel good yeah and because like that was a thing because like their relationship was you know someone who didn't feel comfortable coming out to their friends and mm-hmm. I don't like I feel like that's a pretty big in like I was watching the L word for a while too and like <laughs> that's a layer there too like I feel like that is very much a a topic of interest in queer representation in media is like one person mm-hmm. who's out and one person who's not quite ready and like yeah. what and are the implications sh- for yeah. both people I think that showed a positive side of that too. Hundred mm-hmm, percent. That like it doesn't have to be. Oh, I'm forcing you back in the closet, like a manipulative, right. abusive situation. But it's like, no, this was like how to truly like love and support each other when you're mm-hmm. maybe at those different places in life. And I also feel like another part of the comics did a really good, or like obviously delve deeper into was um, Charlie. I think got to claim his coming out story a little bit with Nick because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. in he he was outed and like we learned right. how he was outed in the comics and he never he never got to experience that like making the decision for himself mm-hmm. so I feel like him making that decision with Nick kind of got him like reclaim that a little bit and yeah. honestly that was one of my biggest complaints about the tv show was that mm-hmm. because in the comics he told his friends right but then mm-hmm. in the tv show Isaac finds out, Nick tells Elle, and Elle tells Tao. So we don't mm-hmm. really get that sense of, like, reclaiming his story. Char- for Charlie. Kind of yeah. Me, yeah, it kind of made me sad. Oh, I agree. I no, I completely that. agree. And, mm. and I know it was that layer of, like, also showing the depth of all their friendships and how, you know, because Tao had accidentally said something about Charlie being gay, and that's how Charlie got outed. Right? That wasn't Prior. in the show, right? Like, I don't the implications think so. no. on Tao. It no. wasn't. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. But that is what happened in the comics. So then when right. they're in Paris, and then Charlie finally tells Tao, or mm-hmm. Tao finds out, whatever. It was kind of like this, oh, moment for Tao, because he was like, oh, well, shit. Yeah, if I outed you, technically, mm-hmm. then that makes sense. And instead, it was like a lot of fueled anger with no steady i feel reason you know what i mean mm-hmm. in the tv show yes sorry yeah 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 i feel like charlie and tal's relationship didn't fully make sense to me until i read the comics i was like oh okay yeah how was that was so one of my only angry critics. in the, yeah in the tv show i didn't he like was... tal to be honest in the tv show no i didn't either no and in the comic at first i was like he just sounds like a caring friend because i guess you're reading it in one way you know uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh but in the TV show, I was like, eh, it's not for me. Which yeah. made me feel kind of bad because I really like Elle. <laughs> also, I don't And, like, I think the role of having Harry at their school mm-hmm. in the TV show versus in the comics, he was just kind of here and there. And because he didn't go to their school because he wasn't, like, a daily fixture in, like. Oh, I thought he went to their school. I, yeah, he went to Trum. Yeah. But they didn't, like, it was. No, I don't think he did in the comics. Because he sure wasn't he at yeah, any was... school function or anything. He was on the rugby team. Yeah, he was on the rugby team. Was he? Yeah, I think it yes. was just more pronounced in the show because Tao and Harry were having this right. like, okay, every single sense. day yelling match in front of the school. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, okay. I yeah, also he's a, rug- how- he's a rugby lad. The lads know it's banter. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> you just willingly did that on the podcast. We didn't have to. <laughs> I, I have been going around you. saying that so much. That's so oh, funny. God. That's so funny. What did you think about um, Nick's, like, coming out scene in the show versus in the book? To, like, his school friends or to his mom? No, like, in the end of the... Uh, yeah, uh, his... Sorry, you're right. The school friends. The school friends. Um, like, the I, hickey scene? Yeah, but then, like, he, he, he like, claims it in, the, in France and stuff like that. And is mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay, I'm ready to come out and blah, blah, blah. But versus, like, in the show, they did it, like, after that weird sports day thing. Where he like runs oh. off the field and holds Charlie's hand, and they run. I didn't take that as Nick coming out. See, I took that as Nick coming out. I, just, I no. took that as Nick coming out. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just like, sometimes you gotta grab your homie's hand and take him into a court. <laughs> oh the rugby lads be doing that all the, <laughs> the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I took. I kind of took that as like the coming out moment. I Nick. felt like because it was, was in front of everybody. Launch. Yeah, yeah it was. It was <laughs> <laughs> but I also took it as like him saying he doesn't care what people think, but not explicitly like but not explicitly anything. saying it. Which I guess is what they do in Paris too. Like they only tell the few people, and then it's all right. like it's, we see we're that not keeping it a secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Did you per- did you have a preference over which one of those scenes you like more? I just loved the whole hickey thing. So yeah. I, did, I did too. I did too. The I thought it was thing cute ever. And funny. Yeah. It was so relatable too. It was so like, high school. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> God. I remember the like friends getting hickeys and trying to cover it up. I remember Oh my god. I know. <laughs> wow. This this is unlocking memories for me. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. I think it is when Tao says, why didn't you just ask one of the girls to borrow makeup? And then they're like, Charlie and Nick look at each other and there's like arrows and like, didn't think of that. It was like, no, <laughs> yeah. so classic, just like teenage boy. But, like, oh yeah, I guess you could have asked for makeup and avoided this yeah. whole thing. <laughs> they're so cute. <laughs> Before we move on to discuss the rest of Heartstopper, let's listen to a quick word about the brand sponsoring today's episode. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. All right, let's continue the conversation. What do you guys want to talk about next? Um, I, so in, I don't even, did they even mention the existence of Nick's older brother in the show? They did not. They did not. Nor his dad. Nor his dad. Right. Or the fact that he's fluent in French, which I am so excited to see how they're going to do that. Because Kit Connor is not fluent in French. You never know. (laughs) You can pull a Timothy Chalamet moment. they've talked about it. They've made fun of him in, like, interviews. Oh, I'm also funny. obsessed with watching the cast interviews, so. I love that. I said the cast great chemistry with each other. Yeah. It felt like they were actually, so like, a friend group. I mm-hmm. agree. I think and if we Bastion had Croft. the show when we were younger, it would have been, like, monumental. 
Yeah. Oh, completely. Yeah. What were you saying, Layla? Oh, just saying the actor that plays Ben Hope, I think, is the funniest person ever, Sebastian Croft. Oh, really? So really? He's, like, such a sweet, sweet child. And then he plays, like, this... <laughs> <laughs> this very angry, mean child. Also... Horrible. In the... Okay. I also liked in the comics. I felt... Mm, okay. I felt like Charlie's... Uh, interactions slash relationship with um, who was the asshole he was with? Was that Ben? 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 Yeah, he was with Ben. That was it. Was Ben? Okay. Um, the asshole he was with, Ben, obviously, kind of went off and on throughout the show. Like he mm-hmm. had an interaction with him at the movie theater, and then on the final day, at the mm-hmm. sports event day, like. Oh, why? Like I felt like the the bullying on that level was just a little over, not overkill. I mean, I don't know because, and then I I think I only thought it was overkill once in the in the um, comics that line that like plot line kind of ended at the party when Charlie was like, "No, like you need to fuck off," essentially. Mm-hmm. Well, I know I was told not to give spoilers for the other books, Alice Osmond. Oh, oh. But I will say we do get more of Ben in Solitaire. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Before or after Heartstopper? Like- Solitaire takes place pretty much at the end of Volume 4. Oh. Which is really interesting because it's written first. So I was gonna say it didn't I vaguely mm-hmm. remember Sammy reading the, the thing in the beginning and I was like, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that was listed as first. So interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another okay. reason why I think Alice should read this. is a genius. Oh, but yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you should read them. <laughs> we, <Okay>. will. <laughs> we will. We <laughs> will. I know Layla was pro we should read Solitaire and what was the other one? Nick and Charlie. Nick and Charlie before even recording this my wallet was anti so that's all yeah. it was a lot too like solitaire solitaire is really heavy like is it not the same lighthearted? like if you're not like it i'm i haven't even finished it actually it's taking me a really long really? time because it's just very different and very dark oh it's from is Tori it still a comic no it's a book <gasps> oh mm-hmm. wow from whose perspective it's from tori's who's tori the sister, Tori Spring. Oh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Huh, interesting. I love yeah. Tori. So in that's the, really heavy, too, comics. because we, yeah, because we see, like, how it affects, you know, when your sibling is going through a lot of mm-hmm. mental health issues, and so that was just, like, really hard. Interesting. Yeah. To listen to as well. I'm, yeah. Oh, I, I love Tori. I know. She's funny. Oh, her casting, too. I feel like now that I understand her character more from Solitaire, the casting, her little sipping on the cup, it's so good. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, I'm like, and there's going to be a Heartstopper Volume 5, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's still so much more to yeah. come. Because Nick and Charlie takes place a year after. There's still, so. oh, I hope, yeah. uh, don't spoil it for me. I don't know if they break yeah. up or not, but. Never, I would never spoil. <laughs> That's so cute. How are you guys friends? <laughs> I, know, God. I feel like I've spoiled things for Layla in the past. 
I accidentally spoiled some Heartstopper stuff for you, so I'm sorry about that. I was mixing up the TV show and the book too much. Yeah. I I don't mind spoilers. Like, it honestly gives me severe anxiety not knowing what's going to happen. So I See, that's, that's how you guys are. Yeah. <laughs> I usually spoil things for myself on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is true. It's easier to go into a story knowing how my emotions are going to behave. This is why I rewatch things so many times because I know what to expect. It's exactly. like such a pleasant experience the second time around. I think I if I get spoiled, I lose the motivation to finish whatever it is. I'm like, oh, I already know what happens. I don't want, I don't care anymore. Hmm. See, I think I need to play, like, I feel like, especially recently, I'm so, like, anything can set off a full mental breakdown. It's so, like, I kind of need <laughs> to know. And, like, being able to read a synopsis of something or, like, see a character chart or, like, fan mm-hmm. art or something that gives something away, seeing it in that context is a lot less emotionally traumatizing than like reading when it's like intended to make you feel something and Mm -hmm. so like I can kind of get like prepare myself or gear myself up or even be like no you know what I'm not in the place where I can receive this type of um emotional experience you know that's fair yeah that's totally fair yeah it's kind of like it's kind of like an advanced version of trigger warnings where you just go straight to like what is um causing those trigger warnings mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so i guess it, it makes sense and i didn't do it with a little life and i will <laughs> never go into a book ever again i think i will probably spoil everything for myself for like the next few months because of okay oh, <laughs> a little life so <laughs> yep <laughs> uh... back to the happy gay show um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was funny too because I I finished a little life and I was like okay I'm gonna reward myself with Heartstopper and I and that then by so the time I, I, there was like similar themes coming up and I was like no <laughs> I thought I was free <laughs> yeah I think so we good. haven't really talked a lot about those of like yeah. Charlie's mental health and the eating disorder and everything I think that this cute little cartoon on page uh, fooled me I thought I was getting something very fluffy and instead mm-hmm. i was like oh i'm I'm crying right now over mm-hmm. <laughs> in a lot of ways it was yeah. very fluffy but then oh, yeah. like it was also sad mm-hmm. okay but here here's my thing even though that it dealt with very serious and real topics i feel like it did it in a way that still maintained that sense of hope and lightness oh mm-hmm. yeah yeah. You know, because it's like, I feel like so oftentimes too, like mental illness is portrayed in a way that's like, well, that you're just fucked up. Like, good luck. And <laughs> yeah. I feel like this show that, like, and I love um, Nick and Charlie were still able to have this very healthy relationship while Charlie was going through like one of the most difficult parts of his life. I feel like so often mm-hmm. you feel like, oh, I need to like fix myself or be fixed before anybody can love me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this just showed that no, like that's kind of life. Like we go through these hard things, and the best we can do is lean on those who love us. And if it's someone we love going through that, the best we can do is love them. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was well put. Th- it was very well put. And I think too was Nick did a really good job of not shouldering 
all of that responsibility and getting mm-hmm. people involved early on. Mm-hmm. Because I think, too, it can get really da- – like, when it gets very unhealthy in relationships is when it's, like, the person you're with or the person you know who's going through this, who you care about, like, tells you these things or leans on you for these things but doesn't want other people to know. And then all of a sudden you're the only support system and you're holding all of this and it's too much to hold on your own. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. it's like you start to resent the person or you're like losing or you're slipping in your own life or your own mental health is suffering because of that. Mm -hmm. And Nick did such a good good job of pretty much right off the bat, like I'm having concerns, went to his mom, figured Mm -hmm. out a plan. And I know Layla, you talked to me about that scene too of like when that was also – that had me in complete tears when his mom the Mm -hmm. oh my gosh the quote the scene I literally have a screenshot but the love can't cure mental Mm. illness and kind of showing Mm -hmm. that that you can't fix people and Mm -hmm. at the end of the day still like Nick is 16 like he can't exactly it wouldn't be healthy for him to shoulder this and his mom kind of talking and having that honest conversation with him and saying like Oh my gosh. And then the whole scene where, where Nick is like, I don't know what to do. And then his mom goes, oh, like, you can listen to them. And then it flashes back to Ellen Tao. And then she was mm-hmm. like, and you can be there for them when they're sad. And it flashes to Tara and Darcy. Oh, oh and like, mm-hmm. yeah, stop. It, like, showed – it just really showed that – I don't I don't even know how to put it into words. But it's just so beautiful how they tackle loving someone with a mental mm-hmm. illness. Mm-hmm. Okay, this this dichotomy – super quick between this Mm -hmm. type of representation of mental illness and how to deal with it and how to support those you (laughs) love. I know what you're going to say. Exactly. (laughs) No, no, no. And how like it just showed it in such a hopeful and like, it's okay. It's normal, Mm -hmm. but it's like, and how to do it in a healthy way and how it's not the end of the world. And it, it, but it like, it didn't in a way where it's like, this is still wasn't like Mm -hmm. overly, okay well yeah I guess you kind of touched on it but like that's not like it can get really Mm -hmm. dark and it's like it did get really dark but it still did it in a way where it gave people watching hope and it gave people like Mm -hmm. and the internalize that message I think Mm -hmm. cannot go unmentioned because obviously like Layla I ranted to you about the book we read A Little Life too, and Sam Mm -hmm. knows Mm -hmm. but it was a very very different message about mental health where Mm -hmm. like the author has outwardly said the intention was to write somebody who was too far gone and could not be helped anymore. And like just the way the support system dealt with everything. And so it was like, and how important, like, and this is why like that book made me so angry because it does leave a mark on the people who consume that of like, and then internalizing, you know, their own patterns and their own like views on things. And forward i would rather have the heart stopper who left a mark on me mm-hmm. than than the really dark shit where it was like nope yep this is um sorry like you're just ruined for the rest of your life you know mm-hmm. yeah and, absolutely like that's like that's where i think it's really dangerous to have that type of media almost you know i don't know mm-hmm. and yeah. i think having those back to bath back really i think made me hate a little life even more but <laughs> i respect that yeah <laughs> yeah um, what did you guys think over. of of um the journaling from nick oh that was cute mm-hmm. 
I just thought I thought it was also a really nice change of pace. I was gonna say that it's very different. Yeah, there was so much going on in the more comic traditional comic um, frames, pages, beginning of the books, right? Mm -hmm. That it was kind of like okay, now we're discussing some really heavy things through like pictures. That feels kind of like I'm not getting everything. You know, mm-hmm. exactly. So to have the journaling really opened it up for me because I was like, okay, this feels like it really did feel like jur- like reading the journal. You know, it was mm-hmm. like here's Nick's pull- pouring his heart out onto the page mm-hmm. vibes. Yeah. I also think it helped keep it hopeful because mm-hmm. we started with Nick saying, "I'm going to this party with Charlie," so we know Charlie's okay. Charlie, mm-hmm. you know, and then we go into the flashbacks but it's not like we're experiencing it in real time from Nick's perspective because I think right. that would have been a lot heavier and a lot scarier as well oh for sure yeah I agree that's true mm-hmm. that is a very good point hmm hmm what else I don't know I just think I I did like I hope in the Okay, how about we talk about, like, what we're hoping for? Because it's, like, already confirmed there are going to be more seasons of the show. Two and three. Mm-hmm. So what are we <laughs> hoping for for the show? Of, like, what they covered in it already and what they still have to cover? I I would like France. more. France. Yeah. Par- I, I want them to go to I Paris so bad. Paris trip could easily be, like, most of a season. I agree. Yeah, I think it could mm-hmm. be the bulk of season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. And with that, I want them to really, like, give us a glimpse of Nick's dad's situation. Mm-hmm. I, I know. I want more of Nick. Why mm-hmm. is Nick the way he is? His family. Mm-hmm. Everything like that. Because we, we didn't get that at all in season one. It's just Nick and his mom. No. You know, We yeah. have, like, two scenes with Olivia Coleman that apparently cost more than, like, the entire show. Oh, my gosh. And apparently. So they only filmed Olivia that? Coleman's uh, Nick's mom. Oh, okay. They filmed, they filmed her scenes in two days. And she's only ever in scenes with Kit Connor, Nick. Right. So apparently everybody else, like all the other cast members were so upset that they weren't going to meet Olivia Coleman. <laughs> and so That's Joe funny. Locke talks about how he like was plotting to like um, meet Olivia Coleman on the day too. And he's like, yeah, I ended up getting called in for reshoots and I ended up getting to meet her. And Aww. yeah, it was very sweet. But I'm like, That's so interesting that they, you know, she was there for like two days and most of them didn't get to meet her. <laughs> and it's yeah. so an icon. It is. And you know what too you know what I think is really important about this is that like going back to kind of Charlie's mental health and when Nick went to his mom and then his mom's like I'm gonna help you too and so they all Mm -hmm. have a conversation with Charlie's parents is like they are like 15 and 16 or 16 and almost 17 or whatever ages Mm -hmm. they are it does make sense to have the parents involved yeah with and like I like that it was such a like I'm going to support my child as he's caring about this other person. And like, I care about this other, you know, mm-hmm. like I mm-hmm. think that was also a really good thing of like, yes, get responsible adults who you can trust involved with these things. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and like, Don't hold everything in and mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't have to be your burden to hold alone. Right. Absolutely. Good messages. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Two two comments left about the TV show that I are okay. I'm trying not to forget. One best soundtrack from a TV show oh, in a long time. Oh my gosh. Best fucking soundtrack in a long time. I'm so good. exclusively listening to the Heartstopper soundtrack. Mm-hmm. 
I physically like, you know, it's, you know, it's a life changing soundtrack when every two seconds I'm like, what is that song? And I go and download it. And then I'm like, fuck, what's that song? (laughs) (laughs) No, the, oh my gosh, I have sat in my car and listened to the song (laughs) Dance With Me by, it's like the, Mm -hmm. what's the band name? It's like Beep Boo something. But it's the song that's playing during the snow scene. And it's the sweetest song. And I just sit in my car and cry. Like, yeah. once a week at this point, I respect I'm like, okay, that. it's time. <laughs> hold, hold my calls. Hold my yeah. calls. I'm like, Do not yeah. disturb. Here we go. My other comment regarding the show is why Why do shows do this? Why? it make, It takes me out of the show so bad. But why were they texting on Instagram DM and it was making text sounds, like iMessage sounds? Okay. That is annoying that it's making those sounds. But I talked to my friend about this and she has a 15-year-old sister. And apparently Gen Z are, like, they communicate solely on Instagram these days. What? Like, apparently that's That's a thing. She was saying, My brother says they do mostly Snapchat. Oh my gosh. Which is so gross. I guess the like it does make sense though using a social media platform. That's fine. That's not my gripe. (laughs) Okay. My gripe is that you're making it sound like iMessage and we all know what Instagram sounds like. I don't Uh, know what Instagram sounds like. Well, it doesn't sound like iMessage. Okay. That makes sense. (laughs) And and in the show, I was like, you are taking me so far out of the show because you're going shroom, shroom. Like it doesn't sound like that at all, and we know it doesn't sound like that. That was my that was my gripe about the show. Maybe they'll fix it in season two. God, please! I was you like, how send I a strongly worded email. Should, yeah, you I should. I Alice. literally went on Twitter and I was like, how do I phrase this? I want to like I want to see if anybody else is talking about yeah. this. <laughs> but they weren't. They so weren't. I guess it's just me. It's, that seems like a a, a tism thing. Perhaps. It does seem like a tism thing. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> It, it kind of does. I'll but, add it to my list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also, I think, to like they did, they did. Obviously, we've talked about the things that were different from the show mm-hmm. and the comics, but the fact that Alice was such a huge part, mm-hmm. and she hasn't been like this is her first show, and right off the bat, they were like. Nope, this is the new era of um, book adaptations, and we're involving the author no mm-hmm. matter what, even though they don't have experience on TV shows before, you know, like, yeah. full on in. And, you know, I think finally done are the days where the authors are not involved in mm-hmm. TV and movie adaptations. And no, thank yeah. Yeah. whatever God there may or may not be for that. Alice even has a little cameo. They're sitting on the train when Nick and Charlie. Yeah, in the when Nick and Charlie are going to the beach in the end. Alice, yeah, they're sitting reading um a book. Oh my god! Wait, Mm -hmm. are Alice's pronouns they them or did you just they them someone? Uh, she they I believe. Okay. Okay. But I do have a tendency to they them everyone. So (laughs) that's okay. Oh my god, that's so fun. I can't wait to rewatch again. I know, I'm, I'm excited to watch again as well. Okay, just check Instagram. The uh, pronouns are she, they. Okay. Okay, cool. Cool. Because I was about to feel really bad that their um, bio on like their own website says she. Because I always pull bios from website, from the, the author's They're website. Official. I don't pull it, yeah, I don't pull Dang. it from anywhere else. So when I was like, when you started using 
day them, I was like, uh oh. Who's who, who's who getting fired? Who who's getting fired? <laughs> <laughs> who's, who do I need to send a strongly worded email to? Yes. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite lines? I'm gonna toss it to Layla. Okay. I do have a favorite line that I have bolded right now. Okay. Um, I feel like really represents what Heartstopper, I mean, has meant a lot of things to me too. But mm-hmm. I think overall it, the thing that is meant the most to me, it's when Nick and Charlie are talking in their bedroom after the kiss and mm. Nick is having his proper full-on gay crisis <laughs> And he's kind of, you know, working through his feelings for Charlie and what that means. And he goes, I thought I really liked you as a friend, but I kept wanting to hug you all the time and hold your hand. (laughs) And I think that is just the sweetest thing ever. And I think that if I had, like, and I'm sure other people experience this too, but more representation of what love is and, like, that Mm -hmm. tenderness to it, I think it would have just helped me form relationships and like especially queer relationships so much earlier on because I feel like we have this very sensationalized um mm-hmm. like view of what romantic love is and what relationships are and it's an like attraction attraction yeah mm-hmm. and it's and Alice Osmond is asexual so I think that's really interesting too that you know their sex comes through this in this way and yeah just that like I don't know I think it's just so sweet that he's like, I just, I love you as a friend, but I just wanted to hold your hand and cuddle you. Like, I just, I don't know. So, yeah. I and at the end of the day, I really do think we get that. I think that's one of the most beautiful things about queer relationships is that a lot of the times they are based off of friendship because, mm-hmm. you know, you don't know other, per- like, other people's sexualities and you don't have this blueprint of, oh, I'm you know going out and dating this person and it's kind of like they do tend to form naturally through friendships and I I don't know I just think it's so beautiful and represents that very well I love that I also love that did you have one Sammy uh honestly I don't know why but nothing made me feel more than the croissant thing (laughs) (laughs) that's fair yeah no No, it was it was just such a like I don't know like I didn't understand it at first and it was just such a wholesome representation of love like what it means to Mm -hmm. really love someone it was so simple it was so it was such a small simple thing but it was so monumental because it just ah I don't know I think that Mm -hmm. and then quickly too I wanted to talk about um kind of like the way that Nick and Charlie talked about sex too Mm. and especially like on the Paris trip when they had like the room alone together and I liked that I mean I don't know what it's gonna do in the future seasons and stuff but I liked that it didn't really like force or rush sex in any way Mm -hmm. and it was just like no I just like kissing you like I I just want to kiss you and we can just make out some more or I got I'm not ready to do anything like I don't it was just a there was no like that was a very healthy representation of like talking about sex and like young yeah. relationships and sex and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think I thought- it's really interesting that you brought that up because Twitter had two sides of this conversation that okay. I completely forgot until you just said that. Somebody was like, Heartstopper would be so much better with sex. And I was like, why no. do people want no. to watch high schoolers have sex? I will never 
understand this. No, I will yeah. never understand it. And mm-hmm. then they were making, and it was, I was like, who is this? Because it has to be another teenager, right? No, it was a 24-year-old saying this. Oh, no. And I was like, why oh. are you saying this? Like, it, maybe sex is normal in your everyday life, right? Sure, good for you. And maybe it was in your high school experience as well, but. Right. But I think, like, it. Sh- this book shows so much of what like Layla said the tenderness the tender side of love how -hmm. love doesn't have to be something that's always like primal and physical and you know all that stuff and so I was like what I I don't understand because I think it is better without having sex in it no I 100% agree I think it and they're Charlie is 14 when it starts like they are so young yeah no Sorry, my Alexa's going off. I do background. think, I do like the, because chapter seven <laughs> in the comics, d- they do have that whole scene about talking about, are we ready to have sex? And it kind of alludes to the fact that, you know, they do. But I think that mm-hmm. also handles that in a good, like an appropriate way, because, you know, I also don't think that sex should be something that we shy away from in media no. or like Mm-mm. hide from teenagers but I think there's a difference between like using something as an opportunity to be like, hey, this is how you talk about sex and this is sex education versus like hypersexualizing queer relationships that are interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I 100% agree with you. Very good way of explaining that. Yes. And like there is that level in like, especially in media where that we're watching and to, to, understand the depth of a relationship they often show like the connection through sex i and i get that angle Mm -hmm. if if that's the angle that is being taken in in a case-by-case basis but i i feel like you can't just let two teenagers like develop their feelings for each other you have to like rush them into a sex scene because that's what people consider like how to how to have a romantic relationship like "Mm." and like Layla said, like, I think this is kind of also where Alice's sexuality comes out of, like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, she, like, Layla, I know you know more about, like, asexuality and, like, the that spectrum and everything, but I think, from my understanding, like, that at least, like, it makes more sense to have, like, not make that such a core part of their, the development mm-hmm. of their relationship mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I liked, yeah. And, like, I think, too, like, I don't know. I, It was just very refreshing to me to see a love form between two people without sex being really, a, like, a part of it at all, really. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that that was so comforting to see. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you guys have songs for the book? Yes. Yes. Asking asking on purpose because Sammy already told me Layla does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. This was a very difficult assignment, especially because the soundtrack is so good. It's so good. Yeah. That I'm like, I feel like the soundtrack does do such a good job of encompassing a lot of the emotions. But the two songs I narrowed it down to were okay they're a little cliche but i was like i feel like they're they're still cute really but cliches. um the first one that i just heard come on and i was like oh this just made me think of nick and charlie is nothing by bruno major i don't know that because, song what? me neither what 
It's what? very sweet. It's very cute. And it's I'm just kind of it all down. about it's all about just like living a simple life with the one you love and how like doing nothing mm. is still really wonderful when you're with okay. that person. And I think that's like you know, not to, again, no spoilers, but especially the premise of Nick and Charlie is just seeing them in their their normal little life and how sometimes that's overlooked. And so I thought that that's song sweet. was really sweet. And then one of my favorite songs by a queer artist about falling in love with your best friend or not falling in love with, but like loving your best friend is Walk Backwards by Maude Latour. I don't know this song. have new songs to look up. (laughs) Yep, I have homework. Oh, okay. How fun. Mm -hmm. Sammy, did you have one? I didn't do my homework. I don't have a song. That's okay. I'm sorry. I I know. (laughs) I, I would have adopted uh, one of yours, Layla, or yeah, pretended to be like, that I, was mine, but I don't I know. I could have said earlier. You were texting me earlier today. I had a whole playlist for this. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Oh, send it to me. Send it to oh me. I will listen. Okay. Okay. I feel like um, a lot of Charlie's perspective loving Nick reminded me of, guess what? A Taylor Swift song reminded me of Afterglow. I said to Layla. It's gonna be. Like, a yes. I always pick a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> she can be applied anywhere. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like Afterglow really suits like Charlie. Mm. Yeah. And that was my pick. So yeah. Do you guys have any further remarks? Yeah, Layla. Did we cover? I know you had pages um, upon pages of. Notes. I know. I Is feel it- like the one thing I didn't say enough about was how <laughs> much I just loved Tara and Darcy's relationship in the comments. Oh, true. Like, yeah. T- Darcy calling Tara Jonesy. Mm-hmm. I can't. I died. And then Darcy's little button-ups and beanies. Yes. Very, yeah. So gay. I was so obsessed with them. And oh my gosh, the scene. I feel like Darcy is probably my favorite character. And I feel like the scene where they're talking about Elle's grandparents not being accepting of mm-hmm. people who are trans. Mm-hmm. And then Darcy going, reasons why I can be your grandma. Oh like, yes, yeah. that is that just shows the importance of having queer friendships because so it's like yeah we like, will build our chosen family and like I will mm-hmm. be your grandma and I'm like mm-hmm. that is, oh yeah so I feel like I just needed to, to that's touch on so that. good yes that's mm-hmm. a great point honestly there should be so many more like fantasy books with the found family trope based on like queer people because like I good point of like there is a whole nother layer. I feel like to the found family and like chosen family trope when it's people who have are not accepted by their I'm, families. I am begging you to read Six of Crows. I'm begging. Ah, you. Okay, sorry. I'm begging you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> the, I don't. Queer, I don't know who found family. <laughs> I didn't know there was queer representation in that. Well, you haven't fucking read it, have wait, you? <laughs> wait, is it Jasper? Jasper's gay. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, that's fun. Jasper is gay. Jasper, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also someone who's trans. There's also <gasps> two bi characters. We love the, the whole the whole alphabet mafia. We love the, yes. the whole alphabet mafia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you have your token straights. So we got to have the LGBT. <laughs> yeah. Shall we rate? Five stars. Yeah, five all stars, stars five. across the board. Like yeah, I wish I could give it more yeah. than five. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I was kicking my feet. I was grinning. It was so cute. Yeah, it was so cute. Uh, and the show is amazing, which is also great because that can be disappointing at times. 
Mm-hmm. But this was not. It really wasn't. And yeah, I'm, I love that it we're getting to do this as we go into Pride Month. I think it's absolutely. It's also very important to, to see that media represented, like represented of queer people by queer people and not mm-hmm. necessarily the rainbow washing we're going to see. So yeah, absolutely exciting. No God, Target. I into Target today. <laughs> and their whole, like, front, right when you walk through the, their, the doors, their whole oh, yeah. setup for Pride. They have that shirt that just pisses me off. It says, like, they, them, he, him, she, her. Like, what is that? Us? No, at the well, end, us. Oh, yeah, yeah, us. Like, what is the point of this shirt? What is this shirt doing? Or then amongst the, like, uh, like items that they're selling with their Pride collection, there's the, like, coffee, the hot coffee mug that says, I wish this was an iced coffee. <laughs> Like, oh, come on. My eyes can't roll any further into the back of my head, legitimately. So. Oh, my gosh. I, just, I love that whoever was designing that, though, was very much on, like, investing. i picturing them trying to investigate on, like, queer TikTok, queer, queer Twitter. Social, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, Wait, what, just... what, what are the queer people liking nowadays, you yep. know? Wait, oh. that just made me think of something else. Can I share? Yeah, yeah, of course. So I feel like this is also, we didn't talk about it, but the episode where Nick is watching Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah! And I'm like, thank you, because that is like the bisexual movie. And it's because yeah. Alice tweeted when they were when they were doing the script and stuff, like, okay, like, my bisexuals, what is the movie? Oh, my God. And so I feel like that's, again... For queer people by queer people and I feel mm-hmm. like that's why it hit home so much too. Wait, Sam, I swear you texted me. You were like, wait, this is so you or something like that. When because I that was probably did. Yeah. Because that, was, that a- was you've talked about this multiple times, <laughs> I think, <laughs> on the podcast too. <laughs> yes. That was such it was it was Elizabeth, Will, and Jack Sparrow. All of them. All of them together. They represent like- they represent all the genders. <laughs> yes. Seriously. <laughs> The three horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Too good. Honestly, uh, anything else, guys? No. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, Layla, thank you for joining us. Thank today. you so much for Layla. having me. This was so lovely. Now people in my real life got to not listen to me talk about Heartstopper for a whole hour. I'm so dead. Gave wow. them a and it's still not out of your system. <laughs> nope. I know my poor roommate. I made her watch it. I was like, okay, but you yeah. need to know. You need to know why I've been crying for the last month. <laughs> I think that's fair. Well, if we decide to read the other ones, which we will, anyways, and we de- if we decide to do an episode on it, we'd love to have you back on. I would love that. And very much. You can you can gush again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we can go deep into queer theory and everything. Absolutely. You can tie in, you're like, as referenced in this uh, research paper. Um. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Is that what I sound like? No, No, I'm totally kidding. Uh, Okay, I think that's where we're going to leave it for this episode. Before we part, we'd just like to thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to leave a review on whichever platform you're listening on, if applicable. If you have any further questions regarding topics discussed throughout the episode, feel free to join our Hardcover Host Discord server via the link in the show notes or send us an email at hardcoverhostpod at gmail.com. Feel free to recommend books to cover in future episodes as well. As always, I am Sam Dixon. I'm Sammy Scorstad. Layla, Layla. you can, you can yeah. say it. <laughs> And I'm Layla Murray. 
<laughs> and this has been an episode of Hardcover Hose. If you enjoyed this listening experience and you'd like to follow along with us next time, the next book on our to-be-read list is She Gets the Girl by, ooh, is it Rachel or Rochelle? I don't know. Rachel. What? Ra- Rachel. It's two, I know it's two authors. What? It is? <laughs> yes. I hate when Hang this on. happens and I don't Hang know on. that I got shit. it. I got it. I got it right here. I got her here. Um, I think it's Rochelle. We're going to go with... Hang on. Hang on. I think it's Rachel. I hate that. Okay. <laughs> Rachel Lippincott <laughs> and Allison Derrick. Oh. Oh, then why did... Oh, my God. Google only said one. I'm so it's, sorry. Yep, it's two. Okay. You are about well, to not recognize an entire author for a book. I was. They should pull a Christina Lauren. Anyways, okay. Yeah, Until honestly. we meet again, enjoy your reading.